So therefore, really, we could say, well, you know, we could have a lesson like this, but what difference does it make? Because God is who he is, regardless of what we say or what we think about it. So with that idea this morning, I'd like to just, just, just think about it, family, for a little bit. And maybe it'll be something that'll help us when it comes to living in a world where people want to make a God how they want him to be. Or they want to take parts of what God is and they want to accept that, but not maybe not all of who God is. So that's kind of the idea. First of all, though, let's go over to Exodus chapter 20. And I'm not going to read all of it there, but you guys will probably recognize the context immediately. All right, and that is, of course, we're talking about when the Ten Commandments were given. When here's a couple of them. You must not have any of the gods except me. That's going to come into, I think there's some important wording there. Have no other gods except me, all right? You must not make for yourselves any or an idol, and it can't look like anything in the sky above or in the earth below or in the water below the land. You must not worship or serve any idol. And there's some things about that that you might want to read in Exodus chapter 20 because he goes on and talks about how God feels about uh, worshiping something other than God. But I want you to notice a couple things about this particular couple of, of, of commandments given. First of all, he says, don't have any other gods except me. Now, there's one thing I know as I read through my Bible. And matter of fact, it was said in songs we sang this morning as well as by our song leader today. If you read your Bible, then you know how many gods are there. Right. Now, the Bible claims that there is one God. Do you find it interesting that our God-giving commandment says, have no other gods except me? Now, if it's the case that there isn't but one, isn't this an impossible thing to have another God? Because there are no other gods. So therefore, what is, he, what is he thinking about? What is he getting us to see? And that is, of course, to make up a god. Right? Ha create one. Put, put your god up there. Because there really is no other god. So therefore, when he says, have no other gods before me, what he's saying is don't make up a god. Don't put that up there. Right? In other words, God is the only god. And you and I say, absolutely, that's right. Well, then what does he mean when he says, have no other gods before me? He's just saying you don't make up a god. Or, particularly today, we're going to be talking about, don't take a part of me, or don't have me like you want me to be. And that'll come into play as we go through this. Matter of fact, I think that's what he's addressing when he says, don't make an idol. Don't make a graven image. Don't put up a little statue of me and start worshiping that statue and, or other things. All right? But don't put this graven image. Don't draw a picture of me. Don't make a statue, don't, et cetera, et cetera, and worship that thing. Now, there's some important things about that. First of all, when I start, you know, drawing him and making him what, him what I want him to be, I'm always going to leave it short of what God really is, all right? So therefore, when he talks about this idea of making a graven image, he's not saying, let's make a new God, all right? What he's saying is, don't pick out something about me and draw a picture of it, make a statue of it, and worship that, okay? Now, I got, I got to, you guys, well, I think most of you in here, uh, unless you're, unless you're uh, pretty new to our congregation, uh, spent a, I spent a month in India, and that's the only place that I have ever been where I was exposed to idol, actual idol worship. I saw particularly physically little idols that people would have, and, and, and as you went, as a matter of fact, they would, even in a store, you would go into a, a little, you know, shop or that sort of thing, and, and they would have a normal shop, but over in the corner, usually, or, or aside, they would have a little shrine, 
And in that were whatever gods, the Hindu gods, that they, you know, decided they were going to worship. They'd have little figurines of those particular Hindu gods. I, I'd never seen that before. And, that was, that was, and these guys were, I mean, they were worshiping that because that was really important to them because they picked out certain ones of the Hindu gods, which there are hundreds, okay, thousands of them, but they had certain ones that they set up as these are my gods. And they had little figurines that represented those, and they would worship those things. Never saw that before, but I thought, well, interesting, you know. And I got to think, well, maybe, 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 you know, I could, I could, you know, maybe I need to think, think about something of the true God, and I need to make a little deal, and, and I need to be, you know, worshiping that. <laughs> and then I read that that is exactly what God says you don't do. Don't make a little figurine. Don't put a little thing up there because you're going to lose focus of a lot of important stuff if you start putting little figurines up there or little crosses, okay, or little statues of Jesus or of Mary or et cetera, et cetera. Make these little things, these little shrines, and we'll start worshiping. Or th- and and I, I, so this morning, I, uh, I don't, it's not my idea today to be harsh on religious groups around the world. That's not my idea at all. I'm just saying that our God is clear that there are some real detrimental things that happen when you set up a little shrine and start worshiping and praising that shrine, right? I'm thinking about that. With that idea, though, there's certain things that come to my mind. First of all, we break this commandment today, right now in the United States, whenever we define God in our hearts, in other words, we decide this is who God is, or this is what I'm going to focus on, rather than believing in what He reveals Himself to be. This is what the Bible says about God. This is who the Bible says God is. And so therefore, and one of the reasons I don't claim today to be able to describe to you all the reasons that God says don't make a graven image, I'm just saying there are certain reasons that are, are kind of, to me, they are blatant. And one of those is you don't do that because you're only going to get a slight picture of who God is because God is encompassing in so many ways. So therefore, don't make this little graven image of him. Don't make this little idol because you're going to miss out. You're not going to focus on who God really is. But today, right now, in the United States, what we do, mm-mm. what I do, okay, is there are certain things that, well, there's certain things about God that I like and there's certain things about God that I don't like, right? In other words, there's ways that I think God ought to react and behave, and there's certain ways that I don't think He ought to act and behave. Now, because of that, I can, all right, anybody can, they can make God into their image instead of the other way around, right? And so this morning, a couple of things to think about. First of all, because we don't see anything wrong with, well, you name it. I mean, I live in a world where some people say, well, this is a sin, and some people say, well, this is not in a sin, and some people say, well, this lifestyle is okay. Well, some people say, that's, that, that's not okay, and et cetera, et cetera, all right? Some people say, well, I don't, my God would not, you ever heard anybody say that? My God would not condemn that. My God is loving and kind and compassionate, or my God doesn't tolerate that at all. He would stop that. Okay, you see what happens is we decide who my God is instead of seeing, well, who is God really? Now. With that, i got to stop right there because I was thinking as I was getting this lesson together and it, keep going, go, it kept going through my mind. Rick, you've got to be careful today because what you're going to do is you're going to talk to your family about, hey, let's not pick out something about God and let's not say, and let's focus on that. And during your lesson, you're going to talk about things about God and if you're not careful, you will make that your God. And you will say, hey, everybody else ought to think like you do. 
It was, I, I, maybe you guys saying, what? Rick, you're a dummy. Okay, but I just thought about it. I just thought, I don't want to do that because too many times we, you, me, we all have this idea of who God is. And so therefore, I could, I could say, no, listen, don't, don't just, just think God in this way and don't just make God like you want him to be. Make him like I want you to be. I want him to be, right? I've got to be careful with that. Because it's not about what I think or how I think God will react. God acts or reacts. It's how the Bible tells me that God is. Okay, so with that idea this morning, it's, it's, uh, it's just so easy to, in, in our lives to, to create this image of what we think God is, and therefore everything will fall under that. Right? Now, I say that because I live in a world where People just tolerate a lot of simple things and a lot of, and, and of course we go along with that. All of us in this building today, we're saying, yeah, that's right. People don't take sin nearly as serious as they should. God says if something is wrong, everybody should follow that. Everybody should make sure they're committed to, to not doing that. And, and if we're not careful, we'll start saying, you guys don't understand who God is, but we do, right? In other words, it even happens with Christians too. Christians will decide, well, this is the way God is. God is really serious about sin. So therefore, he is harsh. He is harm. I mean, it, it, it's condemning, and that's the way he looks at everybody. Be careful. That's the, way, that's the way we could go with that thing. Or we could go the other way. God is so loving and kind that it, even, it doesn't matter what you do. He's still going to love you and have you in heaven with him anyway. Be careful, because we'll make God into who we want him to be instead of what the Bible reveals him to be. Imagining God to be a reflection of, of themselves. As I mentioned a minute ago, God created 